This is a big reason why treatment of itch of any cause fails. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, kia ora, and welcome back to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. It's been a little while, and I've got to apologise for that. Uh, I took my normal break over the holiday season, so summer here in New Zealand. The kids were off on holiday, and we went on a road trip around the North Island, which is the first time we'd been to some of those locations. And yeah, we had a wonderful time. The sun was out, apart from a rather wet New Year's Eve. Um, came back feeling fully refreshed. Then got a nasty bug and my throat was sore and I could hardly speak for a few weeks. And to seal it all, my computer has now decided to break and is now at the computer doctor's. So hopefully that's not going to be terminal and I won't have to fork out for a new one. So I'm actually recording this on a different microphone to normal. So hopefully the audio quality is still pretty reasonable for you. But yeah, sorry if it's it's not quite up to up to scratch. Uh, but we're kicking off the year, if I can say that, in February with um, some questions. So I've got the next few episodes all lined up with some fantastic questions that have been uh, sent in by podcast listeners and also um, one from a YouTube comment that was a really important topic and one that I certainly have a strong opinion about and I didn't want you to miss out on that either. So I hope all's well with you. And without further ado, let's jump into the first question of the year from Nicole. And now on with the show. Hi there, Dr. Alex. Uh, my name's Nicole and I'm inquiring about what I can do with my dog. Yeah, she's a puppy and she seems to have a skin condition that she's just developed in the past week. Um, she's itching just nonstop, but now it's turning into open wounds and dry and red. Um, and I'm just querying and worried about what I can do. I've started using hydrogen peroxide to clean it and colloidal silver topically. Um, I can't put my finger on what it might be that she's eating. Um, I'm based in Jamaica with her. And I can't afford the veterinary bill and I can't actually get her to a vet because I don't have transport and it's I can't get on in a taxi with her as a dog. Um, so I just wanted some help around that, please. Um, and some advice about what I could use at home. Uh, the apple cider vinegar she doesn't seem to like and I'm not sure that it's working or doing anything. Um, so if you could help, I'd be so grateful. Thank you. So thanks for reaching out, Nicole. Um, I can really kind of feel your dog's discomfort and I'm actually kind of feeling a little bit itchy now, even just hearing the description of what's going on there. Uh, and I think I'm going to start off by breaking down into the big causes of itch. Now, not necessarily what I suspect that your dog has, Nicole, but the five kind of real main areas of itch that other people can consider should they be in a, a similar problem or have an itchy dog, which may not quite fit your dog's description. But the first one is going to be parasites here. I'm thinking fleas now. Uh, we're in the peak of summer. I'm seeing fleas 
all the time in the clinic at the moment and and that's certainly always the number one in my part of the world but we're also thinking lice we're thinking mites as well and i'm going to come on to that in in a little bit we've got infections so skin infections now that can be infections with uh normally the normal bacteria or yeast that live on the skin so we call these commensal organisms they normally live in harmony with the body but we will frequently get infections secondary to another problem uh, we have allergies clearly allergies is a huge problem i've spoken about that before i've even got um, an allergy summit uh, where i brought together i think it was 17 allergy experts uh, to talk all about that huge problem probably the most common cause of long-term itch again that doesn't necessarily fit your dog's bill we have other skin problems so these are kind of the the more weird and wonderful conditions so we can have cancers of the skin um, we can have hormonal abnormalities an underactive thyroid for example we can just have inherently greasy or dry skin that can then lead to a secondary infection um, and then another big cause of itch that's worth talking about is also anal gland disease that does tend to focus around the back end of a dog but it can be kind of the back half depending on your dog's ability to kind of reach round and chew uh, and it might be that they just scoot their bottom along the ground and they're not particularly itchy in the typical sense of the word so those are the, really the big cause causes of itch now uh, in nicole's case um you know clearly dog sounds like it's in um you know a pretty bad way and in an ideal world you know we do need veterinary intervention because there's open wounds the dog is clearly quite distressed but you know i'm very realistic and i think the art if you like of being a vet is actually recognizing what a person's situation is and trying to come up with the best plan for them in their situation so me simply saying oh you need to take your dog to a vet that's the only option um, is not particularly helpful it's a bit like saying well you need to get these tablets down your cat even if there's no way you can pill your cat it's not particularly helpful it might be the right textbook answer but is doing no good to uh, that pet parent or to that pet to help sort out their condition so you know my first thought um, living in a more tropical climate with a sudden onset uh, intense itch that has some quite nasty lesions is that parasites are probably the most likely cause and here while i said that fleas is very common and it certainly could be fleas especially if there is a flea allergy something like mange mite um, sarcoptic mange is really really itchy it causes an incredibly intense itch and you get these really nasty crusty cracking lesions um, that form in the skin as well um, in my experience it typically starts off kind of in the groin around the armpits but it can quickly spread all over the body and it is a contagious thing as well it's very contagious so um, it's something that we need to be mindful that can actually spread to us as well um so that would be my, I guess, number one suspect without knowing any more information about um, the dog, without seeing any pictures and without actually kind of talking and having a, a verbal conversation um, about this dog. Now, how do we treat mange mite now? If we don't have to go back too far in history uh, to find a time when actually it, it was a little bit more challenging to to treat um, we can also get other mites of things like demodex, which doesn't start off itchy, but as it overgrows and it's more of a problem in in puppies and immunosuppressed dogs um 
it can cause itch and it can cause really nasty lesions. And that used to be an absolute nightmare to treat. But we do have a class of uh, anti-parasiticides, um, anti-mite treatments. Um, and that class is called the isoxazoline group. Uh, and you might recognize um, names um, Brevecto, Simparica and Nexgard. Now, these have been absolute game changers when it comes to treating uh, treating mites and treating mites incredibly successfully uh, and and so that would be I guess my recommendation that to, uh, that that Nicole tries a treatment with that um, we then need to sort out the secondary infection that is clearly also present with those lesions but we also need to address the underlying cause and that is uh, a relatively cheap way of testing that hypothesis sure if you're at the vet clinic we can take take skin scrapes there's various tests we can do but even then they're not 100 percent, and they can sometimes come back negative so very often we will do a treatment trial so if we suspect that that's the case we will actually give the treatment if it goes away that confirms it if it doesn't then we need to be looking for other problems now the the big caveat with the isoxazoline group is that it shouldn't be given to dogs that have a history of seizures so if you jump online there's all kinds of terrible stories most of which are, are, are rubbish um but that it causes seizures in dogs now it absolutely can make a dog who is already prone to seizures more likely to have a seizure so that is the caveat of the isoxazoline group is that as long as there's no history of seizures and i would also go so far as to say no familial history of seizures so if um your dog has got a brother or a sister or a parent who has had epilepsy i'd be maybe a little bit cautious about giving that without a specific diagnosis um so that would be my first my first thought we then as i say need to treat any underlying infection this is a big reason why treatment of itch of any cause fails we don't treat the underlying infection and like i say this can be the commensal bacteria uh, so a bacterial infection or actually a yeast overgrowth so there's a few th ways that we can treat this now hydrogen peroxide which nicole has been using that actually damages healthy tissue so it is good at killing bugs but it's also good at killing healthy tissue so it's not something that i would recommend it's not something that i use in the vet clinic um, apple cider vinegar um, it's the the current cure all that you know if you again if you jump online it will treat everything from cancer to um, high blood pressure to skin wounds to allergies to everything it's not harmful doesn't really do anything so i wouldn't waste your time there equally it's cheap so hey ho if if that's your jam then go for it but just know it's it's not an evidence-backed uh treatment and the studies that have looked into it don't really show very much now there's a few minor kind of benefits from a human point of view but not for our pets what i would be using would be if we've got a wound that is looking really dirty and pussy we need to clean it and actually just kind of a clean tap water is absolutely fine to to rinse that out we say the the solution to pollution is dilution so just washing it out flushing it out um we can use uh you can use kind of like a mild soap as well there we can use a chlorhexidine based uh um soap as well that's really good that's what we use for our, our surgical preparations uh in the vet clinic and also what i will sometimes send my clients home with a little pot to to clean a wound um we've got topical shampoos they're really good again chlorhexidine based shampoos um and leave-in conditioners and other products like that uh 
yeah again really good we want to look for a chlorhexidine based thing we've then got topical ointments now something like a silver products so a silver sulfadiazine um it's a non-antibiotic antibacterial really good uh we've got chlorhexidine based topical ointments um we've even got things like um, manuka honey or even just straight up honey can really help with healing of wounds it's antibacterial it can help encourage healing uh and then for really deep infections, if things are really bad, then clearly we need either oral antibiotics or oral antifungals, depending on what the situation is. Um, and if a topical treatment isn't working, then that's really going to be the next step that we go for. But for a lot of our skin infections, especially our superficial skin infections, we can actually get away with topical treatment rather than oral treatment and the knock-on effect that that can have on the rest of the body and the microbiome and everything like that. Now, clearly, if... Um, you know, if your dog is unwell in themselves, um, if the home treatment's making no difference, if the condition's getting worse, or if it's recurrent, then really we need to we need to find a way to consult with um, with a local veterinarian. Uh, and as I said at the beginning, if finances and transport were not limiting factors, then then Nicole's dog is an ideal candidate to go to the vet clinic because they're in a pretty bad way. They're itching nonstop. They have wounds and they're always going to benefit more from that prompt diagnosis and more targeted intervention that your local vet can provide. We also live in the computer age, the internet age. You're listening to me in New Zealand and the chances are that you're not in the same country as me. Um, we have telemedicine options. So that's where you can call, you know, a Zoom call, um, a Skype call, facebook messenger call whatever it may be um, and a video call as well that can be really valuable to show the lesions it can even be kind of taking pictures taking a video and sending that to a local vet to see if that's a way that you can get treatment as well uh, whether a telemedicine option is going to be able to prescribe you with uh, pharmaceuticals with prescription medications really depends on the legislation in the part of the world that you're in in some situations that is possible and this is a very fluid situation at the moment as well as it's a quite novel option and the logistics are being sorted out um, but in some cases you know your veterinarian's hands may be tied and they simply cannot prescribe any medications without seeing you in the flesh if they were to do that they could lose their license and clearly that's not something that they should be expected to do helping your pet live the happy healthy life they deserve so i hope those thoughts help you nicole and help your dog uh i hope it helps you if you've got an itchy dog and it provides some food for thought about should another problem come up in your dog or your cat's life um that is a little bit more challenging when it comes to getting them access to the treatment that they potentially would ideally need now if you've got a question you can also send it through to me at ourpetshealth.com slash question i think that's the link but there should also be a link in the show notes to this episode and until next week it should be where i have another question i'm veterinarian dr alex this is the call the vet show because they're family that's it for this episode of the Call the Vet Show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.